This is episode number five of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm Doug Stannard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and High Impact Leaders. And this is the podcast that helps people just like you acquire leadership and management skills to improve your career and facilitate dynamic growth in your business. This is podcast number five. And on this episode, we're going to cover one of the most amazing leadership techniques that I think I've ever come across. We're going to show you how to remember names and faces of people more effectively. And if you've listened, if you, if you were listening to the episode last week, I mentioned that that uh, using a person's name is a, a really good way to build trust and rapport. So this is kind of a continuation of, of the content that we started last week. Uh, if you tuned in to hear uh, the the seven ways to uh, to um, uh, deal with conflicts, we're going to do that. I, I I mentioned on the last podcast that we would be doing that next week, but I think we're going to actually do it the the week after because we're going to focus on one more thing in the building trust and rapport, which is listening skills, and I think we're going to insert that in. And then get the conflict resolution in the next week. So got lots of content coming up. So hopefully uh, we're covering some stuff that's going to be very helpful for you. The podcast is brought to you by High Impact Leaders. So for those of you who are new to programs or channels or podcasts presented by the Leaders Institute, one of the things that we pride ourselves on is the ability to kind of help our, our listeners, our viewers, our class members create really positive behavior change in their careers. So basically be able to do something different as a result of the training that they're receiving as they go through our programs. So our, our programs, our seminars, they're, 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 they're not just programs where we just bombard you with a bunch of content and then hope that something sticks and that you apply something somewhere. It's funny. I hear I I hear people that go to workshops and presentations and and classes where they go, yeah, if I just get one thing out of this class, it'll be worth the the price that I paid." And I'm like, if you really think that, you're an idiot. <laughs> if you're only getting one thing, I mean, God, you just wasted. It. I mean, it should take you ten minutes to get one thing. If you get, if you're only getting one thing that's of value, then you've just wasted a lot of time. So we'd like to to uh, put the the content of our of our programs is is a little bit different than what you will see in a lot of seminars and workshops and training programs. We we like to help our students create new habits that lead to success. So the high impact leaders course does does that through a series of their self-contained leadership modules focusing on just a few important habits each week. And then and right now by the way we're offering these classes our main classes in Dallas. We've also got classes coming up in in Charlotte and Las Vegas and we're adding new cities to our schedule as fast as we can. But the way that our classes work is that is that we have a typically a, a session where a group of students will will come to the session early in the week. Almost always it's on a, a Tuesday morning, but sometimes it's Monday, sometimes it's Wednesday, but most of the time it's a Tuesday morning and we have those students go develop the skills in the classroom, whatever it is that we're teaching, and then have them go out and use that skill in the real world for a week. So they get practical application of the content that we're teaching them to, to use in the classroom. And then we come back and build on that. And then once they have another success, we build on that. And then they come back again and we build, we build on it. So basically it's a step-by-step -step process. So instead of, instead of, of what happens in most seminars where, 
the the um, the leaders will just bombard you with a bunch of stuff. And then you forget a lot of it by the end of the day, just because there's so much there. We're, we're using practical skill development in the classroom that applies to what you're doing outside the classroom so that you're able to increase that level of, of success pretty quickly and easily. So again, to, to uh, check out the schedule, go to leadersinstitute.com, look for the high impact leaders link on there, and I'll show you all the different uh, upcoming classes that we have in the next few months. So let's get on with today's podcast. So the topic, the title of today's topic anyway, is how to remember names and astonishing ways to place names with faces. This is really, we have so much fun when I teach this in in the high impact leaders classes, and sometimes we'll do it in our team building events as well. But this is one of those things where we just have a a lot of fun. And I'm kind of, before I actually get into the content, content here, I kind of tell you what I used to do when I was first starting out and I really wanted to make a name for myself and I wanted to um, get people that came through my programs to go, holy cow, that was freaking awesome. What I used to do is I would have 40 people come into a classroom, you know, we, that would that would be the number of tickets that we would sell. And then I would stand at the door. I, most of these people were folks that I'd never met before in my life. And I would stand at the door and I would greet them as they came in. And then I would teach the first hour or so of, of the, the class, take a break, and then come back after the break, and uh, we would cover the name remembering session. And I would start off by having everybody stand up, and I would tell each person their name first and last and have them be seated. Forty people, first and last name in less than, an, in basically, in a few the few minutes that I had greeting them as they came in the door. It was, uh, it was incredibly... Um, challenging as a as an instructor you know because i'm thinking of a lot of different things and so it was a it was very very pressure packed for me but i mean i nailed it every time i I bet i did that for maybe my first 15 20 classes or so that i taught and every single person that left at the end of that that first three hours that they were with me they were like holy cow dude you walk on water so it was very impressive kind of thing but the neat thing is is that i would tell them uh, you know, right after I did that, that little example for them, I'd say, Hey, you, I'm going to teach you how to do what I did. If you just do what I'm sharing with you, you can do that as well. It's not really as hard as what you, what you might think. So, and that's what we're going to cover in this session. Now, this is a little bit more difficult to do through audio. And so it, it might be a little challenging to, to kind of pick up, uh, through audio. Um, but, it, it's one of those things that we'll have, you know, the um, the vid- video version of the the podcast that you can get on our YouTube channel. Um, you can also attend one of our, our classes and you can experience this firsthand. So it, if you if you have any trouble kind of putting this into practice as a result of the audio version, then you got other ways to, to kind of do this. So just to to um, kind of give you a quick overview here. Have you ever been in one of those situations where you run into somebody and and you just can't remember that person's name. It's it's awkward, right? It's an awkward awkward situation for you and for the other person. And um, years ago, I came across this astonishingly easy way to remember names that is so helpful. And it and it really is. It's just a there's just a few vital steps in the process. But if you follow every single step, you can avoid those awkward moments of of forgetfulness. So. But let's let's kind of cover why remembering a person's name is so important anyway. When we remember somebody's name, we're basically telling that person that he or she is important. Therefore, if we forget a person's name, we have the potential that we're leaving the opposite impression. 
Hey, if you want great service at a restaurant, call that waiter or waitress by name when you place your order. Most of the servers, when they come by your table, um, they tell you the name very first, very first thing when they come by your table and take your drink order. But for most of us, we're so self-focused on what we're thinking about. We're thinking about our drink order. We don't even hear what she said. And since most people forget her name right away, you set yourself apart as a customer when you remember what when you remember her name and you can you can call her by name. So she'll she'll like you more. And as a result, she's going to serve you better. Plus, you know, just in general, waitressing is kind of a tough job. So when you show that person a little bit of, of appreciation and it, 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 you know, basically can can liven up her day as well. So lots of benefits there. But just try it when just really pay attention the next time you go into a restaurant and the person tells you his or her name, use it once or twice as the, as the, um, as your, as your lunch is going by. And you'll be amazed at how much better your service is going to be. And if you want to be a center of influence at a party, you know, that, that center of influence, that person that, uh, that is the center of attention, then introduce people that you just met to other people at the party. <laughs> when you meet a person, ask questions, get to know them, find out what they do. And then as a new person enters the group, introduce your new friend by name to the new edition. And most people, by the way, at business card exchanges and social functions where, where they don't know anybody, they're, most, of, most of the time those are just awkward situations for, for a lot of people. So when you make this little gesture, you're also easing the tension that each of these people have. And they're going to like you more. So incidentally, you'll become a center of a center of influence in in that in that group. So if you really want to be a leader um, or if you really are a leader or you want to be a leader in business, then this skill can really help set you apart from the competition. The people who work for you, uh, they, they want to feel appreciated. So when you call them by name and you compliment their work. They're going to feel appreciated. Customers want to feel appreciated, too. So let's say that you're at a customer's office and the big boss who you only met once three years ago pops in. If you can remember that person by name, you create a positive first impression because most likely that person has forgotten your name. And now she's more likely to remember your face next time. Right. So. So um, there is hope, by the way, remembering names the easy way it. It's one of those things that we we figured out a long time ago. And by the way, we didn't invent this. This 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 technique has been around forever, but for some reason, it's kind of lost in the modern world. It's it's kind of gone by the wayside. And I think it has a lot to do with our technology, our cell phones, and all that kind of stuff. We don't have to remember stuff as much, and so we don't really um, train our brains to remember stuff like we used to. But uh, it, it it's really it's really helpful. It's really one of the one of the fun things that we can that you can do to uh, kind of set yourself apart from the competition. Um, by the way, this is the, the, the technique is so simple that most of the time, if I've got 20 people in a class, every single person by the end of that first session will be able to remember every single person's first and last name. It, it, it really surprises everyone that's in the class. So to memorize the name, you got to match the name with a face and, and you want to follow an acronym. So there's a little acronym that we give people. Um, you want to make sure that that name sticks into your memory. And in order to make it stick in your memory, you use what we call Elmer glue, Elmer glue. So it's the acronym L M E R L M E R Elmer glue to do it. So step number one is to do the L you want to look at that person and listen to his or her name. So, and, and then, um, step number two 
which is kind of odd. It's one of the the things that that it's a memory technique, a memory technique, by the way. But what we're going to do is we're going to repeat the name once or twice. So once you look and listen to the person as he or she says their name, you want to actually repeat the name. And a lot of times, what people go, "What? What? Wait, wait a minute. The next letter in your acronym, Doug, isn't R. So wait a minute. Elmer ends with R." But for now, we're going to skip the M and the E, and 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 that's going to be an additional memory technique that I'm using to kind of draw attention to something really, really important that that will kind of make sense in just a second. So step three, so re- the repetition though, that's step number two. Step number three is to put me in the middle. All right, so this is that memory technique that I was just talking about. You put the M and the E in the middle, and the M stands for a mind picture. So you, your mind thinks in pictures. So if you can create an image of that person's name. And associate that with that person, it makes it a whole lot easier to remember. It's not as hard as what you might think. It is. It does sound a little goofy when you hear it for the first time, but it works so well that that you'll be shocked at at um, how easy it is to to put this into practice. And then the E just tells us to exaggerate the picture. People, the mind remembers things that are really different. So. If you exaggerate the picture, it's going to be a little bit easier to to remember. So let's kind of go through these step by step and and focus on just the these things one at a time, just to show you how you can put these into practice. So step number one is the is the L and the Elmer glue, and you want to look and listen. So look at the person, get a strong mental image of that person. What characteristics? make this person unique and focus on their characteristics. Um, is the person large? Is the person small? Is the person tall, thin, lots of hair, no hair? And and kind of create a mental image of what he or she looks like. And then listen carefully to the name. So uh, this is one of the things that that um, when I was talking about the, the waitress example, a lot of times we don't remember the name because we never even heard the name. So you so if you didn't catch the name right away or if it's a difficult name, you might ask the person to repeat it and just so that you hear it clearly. But most people forget the other person's name right away because they didn't really hear it in the first place. Um, So that that's that's really important. Most of the time we forget a person's name right away because we just really didn't hear it. So our focus is on other things. So we we just weren't paying attention, attention to what he or she said. So instead, as the person says his or her name, focus entirely on that person. Um, Just as an FYI, if you if you only need to remember the name for a short period of time, then this step is often all that you need to do. For instance, when I talked about the remembering the waitress's name, you don't really need to remember that waitress, that waitress's name anyway, for any longer than an hour. So or 30 minutes, probably, depending on how fast you eat. So it's not like you need to move that person's name into a long term memory or anything like that. Typically, just focusing on that person's name is uh, is enough to, to help you get it into your short term memory. Uh, and it, and that's all you really have to do. If you need to remember it a little bit longer, though, and move it over into your short term memory for a longer period of time, then you want to do step number two, which is repeat the name. So repeat the name once to the person when you're when you're introduced. So, for instance, something like nice to meet you and then say that person's name. That, that, that Then a lot of times if you can repeat the name once or twice more in your head, that will help a lot. So you just continue to look at the person as you repeat the name to yourself. The average person, by the way, is going to forget the name within the first few seconds. Um, so that that really quick repetition will help quite a bit. And if you're exchanging business cards or if everybody's wearing name tags, then you can probably stop here. You know, So step one and two typically is all you really need to do 
if there's name tags or business cards or something like that. If, however, you need to remember the name longer or you want to move this into your long-term memory and get really good at doing this and or do something like what I did in my classes where I remembered all you know, 30 or 40 people, then you want to skip to step number three, and that is to create a mind picture. So the brain remembers images. The, it, the brain doesn't really remember words or letters. So even if you try really hard to remember a name, we often try to spell that name in our head. <laughs> so we're seeing the letters. We're seeing images of the letters. Name tags will actually hurt us because of this, by the way. So when you see the letters on the name tag, we're trying to remember the letters instead of trying to remember an image that helps you remember the name. So in many cases, you, you really just need to remember the first name of the person. And when this is the case, creating an image for the first name is pretty easy. For instance, if the person's name is Mike, I can picture that guy holding a microphone. If the person's name is Wendy, I picture her in a brisk wind that is blowing her hair, coat, and scarf back. Uh, for, for John, I just picture... Uh, well, you get the picture anyway. So you, but you want to just create that mind picture. Uh, if you happen to have come across somebody that has a difficult name, uh, then you might need to break that difficult name down into syllables to create a memorable picture. Picture, for instance, um, a, a common name is Stephanie. Stephanie, that's a, that's a that's harder to create an image for. But if I break it down a little uh, into syllables, I can create a good picture. So Stephanie. So you might picture her holding a staff and breaking the staff over her knee. Staphony, Staphony. It creates an image for Staphony. Uh, so all you really need to do is get close and the image will help you remember that name pretty quickly. Um, if, if you need to remember the full name, it takes a little bit longer. It, it takes a little bit more time. But with a little practice, the name remembering technique can get it gets easier and easier and easier. You know, for the full name should create one picture, by the way. So, for instance, my name is Doug Stanert, Stanert. So to remember my name, just picture me holding a shovel because I just dug a hole. And then the dirt from the shovel has fallen all around my waist. So I'm standing in dirt. So the image creates Doug Stanert along. And, and again, all you really need is to get close and, and, and you'll get it. So. I mentioned earlier that the me in the middle would, would be important. Don't forget to actually put the actual person in this mind picture. Otherwise, you will remember the name, but you won't remember who the name belongs to. I've, I've done that many times where I've created these really cool mind pictures and then forgot to put the actual person in. And so I got the names, but I can't remember which person that that name went with. Um, and then step number four, the last one, once you kind of create that 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 uh, mind picture, you want to exaggerate the picture. For some reason, the human brain remembers stuff that is odd or different better than just normal pictures. So if you if you ever picture a guy named John sitting on a toilet or sitting on the John, you're never going to forget his name. It's one of those things that if you create that mental image, I don't I'm not suggesting that you create weird images like that, but I'm just saying that it's. It, you won't forget John. You won't forget his name is John, but just because the human brain kind of works that way. And by the way, the more danger that you put in the picture, the easier it is to remember. And and if you add humor into the picture, you'll remember it better. Fear, anger, sorrow, they all work. But if you put emotion into the picture, then your brain holds on to that picture longer. 
Um, for instance, I, I give you an example. Let's say that um, I give an example how emotion really helps helps you remember. Um, you could picture Mary in a wedding gown. I mean, obviously her name is Mary, so um, if she's if you picture her in a wedding gown, it's pretty easy, and and that's likely to work. However, if you picture Mary in a wedding gown crying in her apartment all alone because her fiance left her at the altar, you're never going to forget her name. <laughs> And by the way, just so you know, keep in mind that Mary did not actually get left at the altar. So there's no reason to actually feel sorry for her. It's just a good name remembering technique. When you exaggerate that picture, when you put something odd or, or strange or fearful or sorrowful or sorrowful or something like that into the picture, it may, for some reason, it just makes it a whole lot easier to uh, to remember. Um, just a, a few quick tips here that, that can help because sometimes folks will give up on this technique way too soon. The, it, it seems really hard in the beginning. Since since the memory technique takes a little effort to get started, a lot of times most people won't even try. They they the, the especially the last couple of tips with the with the mind pictures and everything, they they can they 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 will struggle with that. And because they struggle with it for a couple of seconds, they ah, okay, that's too hard. I'm not even going to try for it. Right. Right. But I'll give you a couple of tips that will help though. These are some things that you can do to make it a whole lot easier. There is no need to create a mind picture on the spot. In most cases, most of the time when you meet somebody, there's no need to kind of stand there and create an entire mind picture, Doug standing in dirt, you know, that kind of thing, right? You don't really need to do that. Um, most of the time, uh, and most of the time you don't need to go through all four steps while you're in a meet, while you're meeting 30 people at a party, for instance, as you kind of network through the room, you're, you're only going to meet one, two, three, four people at a time. So you go through steps one and two while you're with each person, just so you don't forget that person's name. You can move that person's name into your short term memory and, and you do that with with the new people. And, and then once you kind of walk away and uh, maybe you you're um, at the bar getting a drink or something like that, then you can in your mind kind of do steps three and four now that you're away from the group a little bit. So it makes it a little bit easier to put that into practice. So I'll give you an example of how I use this just personally. When I first started the Leaders Institute, I used to go to a lot of business card exchanges. I was brand new, didn't have a whole lot of customers, and I would spend time getting to know two or three new people, and I'd collect the business cards from them. And when I when I walked away from the group, I'd make notes on the back of those business cards. I'd try to identify something recognizable about the person's appearance, and then I'd make a, a, a note on the back of the card about that appearance, you know, so, and sometimes a lot of times you were just things that, that were memorable to me. Like if the person had a spot on his nose or if, um, if, if she had a streak in her hair or she had a tattoo on her, whatever, I don't know, whatever. I mean, whatever it was that was kind of different, I would make a note of that so that if I ever saw that specific thing again, I would know, Oh, that was John. Oh, that was Jane. Oh, that was Susie. That kind of thing. Right. So, so those little notes helped a lot. Um, and I'd spend a couple of minutes creating the mind picture for the person's name once I would kind of move away. And and a lot of times I wouldn't put a whole lot of effort into the, the person's mind picture right up front, because most of the time when I met them again, as long as I remembered their first name, I still had that rapport with them. You know, I didn't have to remember the first and last name a lot of times. So the first name typically in most cases was was sufficient. Um if I found somebody else in the room who was a good customer for anyone that I had already spoken to, 
I'd introduce those two people. And then after doing this for a year or so, every time I walked into one of these rooms, flocks of people were coming toward me. They realized that that I could help them network more efficiently. And as a result, I became the center of influence in, in those rooms. So and you can do the same thing if you um, if you kind of put this into practice, it can make you the the center of attention in, in a lot of different rooms. Um, these are a couple of, of things that I've discovered in putting this into practice in the real world, especially in the classroom uh, over the years, you want to avoid using famous people to remember names. It, if it's just for your own specific purposes, it might work, but it can get confusing. I've seen people, I've seen this trip people up. So sometimes people want to take a shortcut instead of creating an image for that person's name. They'll just remember somebody famous who has the same name and is, and just picture that person next to the famous person. So you just, um, uh, for, for instance, um, they may picture, they meet a guy named Tom and one of the famous Toms is Tom Cruise. So they would just picture that person with Tom Cruise. It, it, most of the time it's only going to work temporarily. And, and if you, if it, if you don't lock that name into your memory as well, then when you see that person a few months from now, you're going to say, ah, who was that person with, ah, who was the famous person that was standing next to that guy? And all of a sudden it becomes more difficult. But instead, if you create a picture for the person where that, that guy who you're trying to remember his name, whose name is Tom and, and he's banging a Tom, Tom drum drum, like a, like a bongo or something like that, if it, that, that, you know, they call, Drums, tom toms, right? So the the picture comes more easily. Um, the exception to this is what I found anyway doing this in the classroom is historical or fictional people. For some reason, historical people or fictional people tend to work a little bit better for um, associating them with a person that you that you meet just now. Um, for instance, if the person's name is Amelia, then if you picture her crashing in a small airplane, <laughs> you're most likely going to remember that her name is Amelia um, for Amelia Earhart. Or if the person's last name is Hancock and you just picture that person signing in huge, uh, a huge signature, then a lot of times you can, you can remember that person's last name. So these exceptions work because as time passes, famous people are remembered for just a few specific things, maybe one or two specific things. However, when people are still working, especially famous movie stars and that kind of thing, they're often known for many things. And so it's a little bit more difficult to, to, um, to remember them, uh, in, in those kind of situations. And by the way, one of the things that we do what, that we did as a result of the recording that I'm doing here now, we created, when I did the podcast notes and my assistant, um, started going through the podcast notes. She was like, you know what? If you've got all these these names in your head, Doug, you've got these name pictures in your head, why don't you create a handout for folks? And so we're in the process now. If you if you listen to this podcast and you go to the podcast notes and you don't see a um, a place where you can download the name remembering cheat sheet, uh, then come back a week later or two weeks later. Um, we're we're working on it now. It's just there's a lot of names, and so we want to create create a really nice looking um, 
handout that you can that you can download that will help you remember names a whole lot more effectively. So hopefully that will be helpful to you. And uh, all you have to do is go to the podcast notes at leadersinstitute.com. Just type in the search bar, type in how to remember names, and it should come up right at the top. So thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders this week. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. I'm still fairly new to this particular uh, podcast, so but um, uh, we in the past, I mean, I've had for my other podcast, uh, Fearless Presentations, and uh, I think we've had, I think we passed over a million downloads on Fearless Presentations just in the last couple of months. And so... Uh, we're, we're putting out stuff that we hope uh, folks just really, really love and, and give us great feedback on. So if you want to be a part of it, make sure and subscribe to that. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast service. So thanks a lot for being a part of High Impact Leaders. We will see you next week, guys. Thanks. Thanks.